up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today with another episode of Talking Football. We got around the laces. Trees of you. Who am I? Who you talking about? You know, we're going to finish our list of the top 25 free agents that we went through halfway last time. A couple news going on in the college football world. Boy, I'm ready to get into it, Trees. This is episode 92. Eight away from the old triple digits. We're getting close. I'm loving it. This is fun. But, man, have you? how's your week going, dude? It's going great, dude. Super excited about this episode. We were talking about it today. It's just we're getting into the groove of the offseason. The free agent talk was so much fun for us last episode. We're enjoying it here. And there's actually some really cool news that happened over the last couple of days, which you're just not used to in February. So we will get into that in a second. But, one Noah, I'm going to just roll right into Trisivia. So Let's do it, dude. There were six, not five, not seven, but six quarterbacks tied for a league lead in touchdowns thrown while under pressure this season. Six of them. So I'm, it's going to be a two-part question. Number one, what do you? how many touchdowns do you think they threw under pressure? Fifteen. Lower. Uh, nine. Higher. 12. Lower. 10. Correct. 10 okay. touchdowns <laughs> under pressure, which is pretty impressive if you think about it. And this is like we're considering pressure as in like arm links away for a defensive lineman. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. So who do you think? Do you think you could name the six? I think I can get close. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and kind of rattle them off. Patrick Mahomes? No. Kirk Cousins? No. Aaron Rodgers? No. Oh, my God. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Negative. What the hell? Daniel Jones. No. Phillip Rivers. Wow. You're, you're doing really bad. Very poor. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the quarterbacks that are constantly having to make throws. Okay. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. Negative. Deshaun Watson. This is a, it's not embarrassing because it's a hard question, but it's amazing that you haven't guessed one right. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, Jameis Winston. No. Drew Brees. No. Lamar Jackson. Yes, one. What? <laughs> You've literally named half of the league. You got your first one. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Uh, Russell one. Wilson. Two. Good job. Tyler Murray. No. Jared Goff. No. NFC West is done. Okay. <laughs> Drew Brees, Cam Newton, uh, da, 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 da. Gardner Minshew. Yes, three. Okay. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. No. Ryan Tannehill. No. This is stupid. Sam Darnold. There's quarterback. Who's the kid? Allen. No, but Sam Darnold is one. Okay, I hadn't gotten to the AFC East yet. Excuse no, me. You haven't. You haven't. Okay, so there's two. <laughs> Josh more. Allen. No, the, and these two are in the NFC. The two remaining. This game, I don't like this game. Matthew Stafford. No. I already said him, didn't I? I felt like I did. You haven't, but it's not him. How okay. about this? Here, you want a hint? Yeah, please. It's two quarterbacks we talk about probably way too much on this podcast. In the NFC. Yes. Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz. Correct. On both of those. So, Lamar yeah. Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Sam Darnold, Gardner Minshew, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz. Those yeah, are the six. All the guys I said. Yeah. All the, you were, sorry, you probably misunderstood. Like, I wanted you to guess the correct people. You were trying to name everybody but the correct people. Yeah, that's what I do best. Yeah. So, that's, a, that's a top hidden talent, honestly. Honestly, it is. All right. Who am I? Here we go. I, I was can't a... believe I did that. I, I know. I'm listening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Impressive. Uh, okay. I was a second round pick. My rushing attempts slash yards have increased every single year since my rookie year. I'm currently still on the team that drafted me. Former 
I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I think we're cutting out a little bit. I we were cutting. Yep. Yep. For sure. Cutting out there. Sorry about that, everybody. I was, I'm like, ah, I don't know what he just said. We'll go again. Okay. Good. Thank you. I was a second round pick. My rushing attempts and yards have increased each season since my rookie season. I am still currently on the my the team that drafted me. So it's a running back. It is. Okay. Drafted in the second round, and their carries have gone up every single year they've been on the team. Yes. Attempts and yards. Attempts and yards. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was not a second-round pick. David Johnson wasn't either. Okay, I'm trying to think. Running backs that have been drafted within the second round and have gone. Is it not Jordan Howard? It's not Jordan Howard. I think he was a fifth-round pick. I'm in the AFC. AFC helps. That helps, but running back... Is it Damian Williams? No, no he's he... not on the same team. Stupid, stupid. Um, what about the chart? No, Austin Eckler is not a second rounder. Um, I hate that I play this game with myself because I think I just get myself super confused and conflicted. And when I get a miss the AFC, I go, okay, did I? Uh, Marlon Mack. It is not Marlon Mack. Okay. Also not a second round pick. Okay, a lot of these guys, I'm not even going to know what freaking round they're drafted because it's been a little bit, okay? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what, though, you're in the right d- division. Okay, so the AFC South. Duke Johnson. No, different teams. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the Colts. Texans are out of the way. Titans, Derrick Henry. Definitely not. Why not? Derrick Henry was a first rounder, wasn't he? He was a second round pick. See, okay. See, this is what I'm pissed <laughs> off about. Because when I just said I sit here and I get conflicted and I confuse myself... I thought for sure that son of a bitch was a first rounder. He's not a son of a bitch, but I thought the guy of the game I was playing is a son of a bitch because I was thinking for sure it ain't him. Because honestly, and this is me being very truthful to you guys, that was one of the first names that came to mind. David Johnson and Derrick Henry were the first two, and I was like, I don't know if David Johnson was a second rounder. Derrick Henry was definitely a first. Idiot. That's what I get. That's what I get for second guessing myself. Failure. Failure. Totally. Speaking, sorry, I'm just gonna move on here because there's a good little segue that I'm ruining now by talking about it. Uh, second guessing yourself. One of who's not gonna second guess themselves anymore. Who? Jameis Winston. Why? Because the dude's not blind anymore. Nah. Not. The, he's not. Maybe fixing it made it worse. <laughs> Here's because this time he's gonna go. Hey, I thought I had a window. Now he's going to go, there was a window I saw it this time. Well, you still threw the fucking interception, bro. <laughs> I mean, here's the way I see it. He threw a million touchdowns and yards this year and a bajillion interceptions. <laughs> if, he could, if he could just swap those two, he's an MVP talk. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe not swap them. Because a billion and a bazillion still quite a bit, whether you swap it or not. Fair. Fair. <laughs> but, but really, though, like, think about it. If he can see better and he throws, let's say he throws eight less interceptions this year. I think he threw. So 22. Because he threw 30, right? So he, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so eight. I mean, okay. Let's say he Maybe throws 18 12. less. Yeah, let's say 12. Let's, let's be realistic because he's still going to just sling it. 12 less. So now he throws 18. And let's say he throws six more touchdown passes and they go 10 and 6 next year. 
So he throws 56 touchdowns he didn't throw, 18 did interceptions. He, did he throw 50 touchdowns? Yeah. I thought he threw for like 45. Really? He threw I'm 50. pretty sure it was in the – because – No, because he threw for 5,000 yards, but I didn't know that he threw 50 ah. touchdowns. Let me look that up before I just keep sounding like a jerk or a jackass. Yeah, either way. So I'm looking it up right now. Okay, you um, look it up. You look it up, but my point is is what happens if this 30, is... Oh, that duh, 30 and 30. 30 <laughs> Yeah. That's right. 30 30, 30 30 club. 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Okay, so six more touchdowns, so puts 36. him at 39 and 18 interceptions. Yeah, and so, they go 10 and 6. Still not enough. No, that's so, that's still awful. You're throwing over half half your passes or half your touchdowns or interceptions instead of being true. equal. Yikes! It's true. So what I'm getting at is that's the best case scenario for you Bucks fans. It's best case scenario. You go from equal to half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope, I hope he, I hope it improves him. That's what I hope. I hope that he. Goes out slinging it even more next year because you want to know what the Bucks were fun to watch last year on offense. They were see, enjoyable. Just because you can't see doesn't justify the fact that you make awful decisions. You don't know if they're awful decisions until I mean you hear what the crowd says. If they're, your mind goes, I can't really see, but I'm going to throw it anyways. That's a bad decision. You have narrowed yourself to a yes or no moment. And you are slamming the yes button. Like, the no button has dust and cobwebs on it at this point because Jameis is squinting at the yes, just going, yip, 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 yip. Pick six, pick six, pick six, pick six. Holy shit, touchdown. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's what he does. I mean, good for him. Glad he had surgery. I don't know why it took this long to even accept it. Me either. Makes no sense. I saw someone tweet, and this might be jerkish for me to do, but someone tweeted at least, hey, now we can see the price of the crab legs, and I lost it. I mean, I, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh at that. <laughs> I know. I felt bad, but it, I got to give props where it's due. That was a good tweet. Yep, it is. Whoever whoever sent that, good on you. Good on you. That was, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so we have that. Uh, ben McAdoo. Signed as the Jags, uh, uh, not offensive coordinator, excuse me, quarterback coach. Yep. And I like it. Uh, I think that he did a lot of very good things with Eli Manning when he was the OC with the Giants and working very closely with the quarterbacks. Uh, Eli had back-to-back 4,400-yard passing seasons plus 30-plus touchdowns. So if that's what he can help with Minshew, great. I'm all for it. I mean, basically what they're doing there is Marone is saying, I'm getting a veteran coaching staff. That's why he brought in Gruden. That's why he's bringing in McAdoo. He's like, I am getting guys that have been around the block because I know if I'm not successful, I am fired. So you have to make the playoffs. So he's bringing in them. Why he kept his defensive coordinator around that doesn't know how to adjust. I mean, hey, that's on him, not on me. So... Overall, though, I'm I'm fine with it. Like I I'm not like oh I love this hire, but I'm also like oh I hate this hire. Like I'm good with it. Like I think that it's a smart hire on his part for trying to keep his job. Yeah, I think that it's going to be good for Minshew, like you said, especially if he can help Eli Manning be more productive for a couple years and kind of put him in good situations. That'll be nice for Minshew, a guy who's even more creative than what Eli Manning could dream about. You know. To an extent, maybe about every bit of that, of what I just said. So, good for the Jaguars, good for Minshew, good for you, Trees. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, What is next? Mel Tucker. So, Mel Tucker, the Colorado University head coach. Last week, he came out and tweeted out and said, I'm not leaving. I'm here to build something special in Colorado. And that was when... Was it the Mississippi State job was open and they were trying to find somebody? I believe that's who was trying to hire him. And he said, nope, not leaving. Colorado's my place. This morning came along, and what happened, Austin? I'm going home, he said. Yep. I'm going to Michigan State. 
I'm going to be the new head coach of Michigan State. I'm going to lead the Spartans to the Battle of 300, and we're all going to die. That's what he said. It was very emotional. Very. (laughs) (laughs) But really, though, so what is your thoughts here? Because somebody that's very, very, and I get it. It's coach talk. you got to say the right things at certain times. If but like when I, when your dream job comes up and you get offered it, even if you've promised another place something, is it okay to leave? Oh man, that's kind of tough for me to answer because I might be in the similar situation here pretty damn soon. Uh, so you have a so let me ask that again. So you've been you have a job that you like. But you're but you're offered your dream job. Yes. Where do you go? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Do you stick Do you stick to where you said that you won't leave, or do you go to your dream job? You go to your dream job. One hundred percent. So we'll talk about this offline. Never mind. So, um, I agree one hundred percent. But now, should the players be able to leave? They committed to Mel Tucker. Literally, National Signing Day was last week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you can't expect one side to do it, not the other. Like, that's the, the decision for their future and their career, and they committed to a man for that. Now, if all those go signed with Michigan State, it's going to kind of suck for the University of Colorado, but it's going to be good for Mel Tucker and the University of Michigan State. Yeah, so fuck you, NCAA. I mean, yeah. It's like the NCAA, but with bitches. <laughs> you probably have no idea what video I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll show you, I'll have to show you once we're done. Man, it's hilarious. Okay. Um, but overall, what I'm getting at is good for Mel Tucker. The question is, is who's going to be that new head coach for Colorado? Because they're in a very tough spot. Well, as of 10 minutes ago, it looks like Eric Bieniemy the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator and the University of Colorado have a mutual interest in the job. Yeah. I mean, good for Eric Bieniemy, who played at the University of Colorado before continuing his career in the NFL. That would be awesome to be a head coach. But, man, you are about to be one of the most highly sought-out head coaches next season. Like, maybe the middle of next year when some of these teams – potentially like the Jaguars go, Hey, we're done here. This culture isn't what we want. We want a new face. We want a different look and we want a new voice. Eric B is going to be sitting like, Hey, I just helped lead this team to the super bowl. Whether you want to say he was calling plays or not, what he brings to that organization with an attitude and a mindset and a motivation standpoint is massive. Him being put out of the offensive coordinator move was something I thought was great after Nagy left. Uh, I almost think he probably should have been considered more for the offensive coordinator's position over Nagy. And my reasoning is because what Eric Bieniemy's mindset is is with controlling the ball, right? Everyone knows Andy Reid is pass happy. Bieniemy is one of those guys who be like, hey, Maybe we should just run the ball here. Like, let's just kind of keep the defense off settled. He's got a good mindset with calling games and in what direction the game should go. So I think him being in Kansas City is huge. Good for him if he goes to Colorado. That's awesome. But man, you are so close to just hitting the jackpot on being an NFL head coach and being a pretty damn good one. But I understand if you want to go lead a college program and be that you know, great lifter and father figure to a lot of college students and holding that role and having complete control over a team and organization and whatever you want to call it for the University of Colorado's football program, that would be awesome, man, and that would be great. So either way, whatever Eric Bieniemy does, I know he's going to be great at it, but selfishly, I would love him to stay on the Chiefs for at least one more season as I make another push at a Super Bowl run. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I, I'm happy that you saw that because that's kind of what I was getting at there. Um, and it'd be interesting, though, because he's been he's been at Colorado twice as coaching job, right? Yep. He was there for a running back coach, and then he was there for an OC as well. So it'd be interesting to see. And maybe that's why he 
feels like he wants to go back there because maybe he feels like, hey, even if I struggle for a couple years at Colorado, like I'm not going to go anywhere. Unlike the NFL, where if you struggle for a couple years, you're bounced pretty quickly. So, I mean, there could be that aspect of it. But, I mean, or maybe he just wants to go home to where he's been, right? So, we'll see, though. It'll be interesting to watch that over the next two days. I mean, you, you know that Colorado's trying to get something done before the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's just another tough part of it is coming into the position this late and you have to build a coaching staff and a recruiting class. Like, it's just a really tough spot to be in this early or late into the offseason. I mean, spring ball starts in, what, a month? Basically. I mean, a lot of spring balls already started, but spring games are in a month and a half or so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and recruiting wise, you got to just start diving into, you know, next year, obviously, because with signing day being last week, like there's not really much more to do for this year. But yeah, absolutely. You got to hit the road basically immediately to start trying to get some players. Uh, I mean, he'd have a really good pitch as a recruiter. Hey, you watch the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Yeah, <laughs> that was my offense. <laughs> End of discussion. So, um, what else do we got? Miles Garrett, that uh, helmet swinging son of a bitch, <laughs> reinstated. He's back. He's back, Browns fans. He's fan. back, Jack. Uh, Dog Pound, you're welcome. He's back. Why you're welcome? I don't know. I had nothing to do with it, but um, I'm happy for you guys. At least one more thing to be excited about after that old Baker Mayfield Twitter fiasco. Man, tell me you saw that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Where the hell have you been, man? Dude, I this, was this today? No, this was uh, a couple days ago. Uh, I'm not paying attention. You really didn't see the allegations on Twitter from the girl in Baker Mayfield? No, please tell me all about it right now. All right, sending it to you here soon. <laughs> because this is pretty nuts. Pretty much this girl comes out and calls him out. Uh, he blocks her on Twitter. I so, I did see a girl say, "Oh, he blocked me," and that's all I saw. Well, rumors come out that she did some things with him inappropriately in the back of a car as <clears throat> he was sitting down. If you kind of are picking up my gesture here, and from there, I guess he Snapchatted her and was in her DMs. And she's got screenshots of it. And then later that night, he posts a picture of him and his wife. I don't think he put any comment on it. Just a huge, like, fiasco. And now you go look at her Twitter, and those are gone. So whether it was made up, false, whatever, that's just even more rumors circling Baker Mayfield that the Browns wish probably wasn't out there with their star-studded franchise quarterback. Baker Mayfield just can't stay out of the spotlight, no matter what he does. And star Miles Garrett, strong. huh? Star stru- star strutted is very strong words. He's not star well, in the eyes of Cleveland Browns fans. He's the greatest thing, you know, since freaking bread. That's oh. sliced bread. That is not sliced just bread. Fantastic. Yep, for sure. Um, okay, that's interesting. Now I gotta go check this out. So that's interesting. Um, but yes, Miles Garrett being reinstated. Good. Sorry for cutting you off. You're fine. Great. He, he was going to lead the league in sacks this year if he didn't, most likely. So, uh, last one before we get into our players, because we said we were going to hurry up here and look at this. We're probably like 25 minutes in already. Hey, uh, Quentin Dunbar, the cornerback for the Redskins, requesting either a trade or release. Why is this big? Because Quentin Dunbar was low-key one of the best cornerbacks this year. He was very good. And why? I, I want to know why. Like, What is making him want to do this? Like, he just got a new head coach that's defensive-minded. Seems like everybody's excited about him. So why? Why do you want to leave, first off? And second off, who, who does he go to? And if, usually when guys are demanding trades or releases they usually go to a division rival so i mean the eagles need a cornerback i could see him just heading on over to philadelphia over there yeah that would be crazy i'm trying to see more information on this because i guess i wasn't aware this took place today it was two days ago 
Yes. So it looks like he didn't ask for a trade. He just wants to know where he stands with the organization and their viewpoint on him. Huh. Those reports that came out this morning, it looks like, or this afternoon. Gotcha. Okay, so I hadn't seen yeah. those. So the report that I saw two days ago was that he yeah. asked for a trader. Gotcha. So new news. So that's great. That's why we're both uh, able to look at things on the internet. That's great. Bingo. It's a fantastic place. Um, and then what do you think about this idea of flexing games on Monday Night Football? Yeah, I want you to tell me about this. Like what they're wanting to do? It's just like just like Sunday night, but they can flex games. So they just choose a game and they say, nope, you're not going to be at middle of the afternoon on Sunday. You're actually going to be Monday night. And Monday night, you're moving to that time. So literally treat it just like Sunday night games. Yeah, that would be fantastic. It would be awesome because, because instead what? of watching Miami and Cincinnati play on a Monday night game and listening Booger repeat the same thing, one way and then repeat it again in a different fashion in the same sentence about how they're both tanking. This would be great to see a competitive game. Instead of it being Sunday afternoon, it's prime time. Prime time. And I was going to say, it makes it so maybe people want to watch Monday night football again. Like, that is a real... I know, like, football is just king and, like, everybody's going to watch it. But, like, I also feel like a lot of people nowadays are like... I just watched football all day Sunday and most of the time all day Saturday. Like I can't like get home from work and then watch Monday night again. But if it's a an awesome game, guys are going to be like, "Hey, I shouldn't say guys. Guys and gals are going to go to their spouses or significant others or whatever and be like, "Fans are going to We got to go. watch this." Yeah. There you go. We got to go watch. We have to watch this game. We're going out to B-dubs or something like that and we're going to Get some beer, get some wings, and watch the game. Yeah, I think that would be it. Would be huge for the league. It'd be huge for ESPN, and it would be huge for all of us to have a meaningful game be the only game to watch on TV that we can all view together at the same time in real life moments, instead of equally going, "This sucks. I'm going to bed." Yeah, and I don't know if there's going to be enough games for it, but I also like the idea of like. I shouldn't say only, but mainly having divisional games on Monday Night Football. So you have like this rival reaction where games might get a little bit more heated. And they do a good job. I think last year they had like like 10 of the 16 Monday Night games or something like that were division games. So they do a good job of that. But like, what if we just only had division games on Monday night? Yeah, I wish they would also make Thursday night games. Like, have it be opening night for the season, and then week two, there's not one, and then week three, there's not one, but starting in week four, the teams that were on a bye the previous week can play Thursday instead of teams dealing with injuries and being beat up and tired and traveling. Like, these guys, especially if you're going to throw in another game, man, I get Thursday nights turned into its own spotlight, but, man, you got to find a different way of handling that. Like, or don't let them play Sunday. Like, let them play Thursday. Like sure. If these teams get an extra, you know, 10 days of rest, so be it. But, man, playing Thursday and coming in like that, that just messes up a lot of stuff. All right, guys, before we get into the top free agents here after Around the Laces, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsorship that we probably should have started off the episode with. But, hey, we're doing it in the middle because we got a great deal for you guys. We finally have our discount code. It is tfp one five talking football. 15% off on Nectar CBD. If you are stressed, you need to relax, you're dealing with pain, you're feeling a little down, hey, take some CBD. They got the 500 milligram, they got the 1,000 milligram. It's so freaking good. I take it. I took it the other night before I went to bed, and uh, I had a dream so real that I woke up and was thanking God that it was not real because that shit knocked me out. Sorry to cuss in the middle of an advertisement, but hey, the stuff's real. It's great. It helped me relax. I felt ready for the next morning. So Nectar CBD, make sure that you go to NectarCBDProducts.com while supplies last and use our discount, TFP15. Again, Therese and I have both used this. They shipped some to us. It's great. You guys need to try it. Again, TFP15 at NectarCBDProducts.com while supplies last. 
thanks so much nectar cbd for sponsoring us we appreciate it we love the support so you talk goes for that with some nectar cbd love it perfect so now on to our top 25 here uh we already talked about the first 11 last episode we still we ended up with Yannick Ngakwe, who's the last one we talked about. So now we'll move on to Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett obviously led the league in sacks this year. And he uh, we talked about it last episode. He's interested in just a uh, maybe a little bit of a hometown discount, but not very much. Um, I honestly think that he stays with Tampa Bay. I think that he's going to say, you guys took a chance on me when literally nobody else would. And I love it here. The fans love me here. The offense has scored points. My quarterback can now see, like, things are going to be great. Like, Tampa's the place to be. So I honestly think that he sticks around. It would be it would be nice to see that. It would help Tampa Bay continue to rebuild that team. Another year with the Bruce Arians on that offense, especially with Jameis Winston having surgery. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. Can't wait to see what his new facial expression is after he throws an interception. Maybe it's not going to be the ice points. Maybe it's more of like, oh, shit, I definitely saw that happening after I threw the ball and made a bad decision because I thought a window was there. Jack Barrett's going to go, hey, no worries, dog. I got you with the sack. Hopefully they throw a pick six just like you did. If not, we'll be all right. That's that's it. But overall, I think it's great for him, right? Like, it is – an awesome story of just like nobody wanting you. You have a monster year and now you're a free agent, like just perfect timing, perfect scenario for him. So you'll have to see that type of stuff. Uh, next one is a player that just played in the Super Bowl on the losing team, which is uh, Armstead. So where do you think Armstead goes? I don't think that he sticks around with the 49ers. I don't think he's going to either. I think the 49ers realize they meet, they need more weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, in regards to receiver, you have a 32-year-old Emmanuel Sanders. Runs great routes. He's 32 years old. I mean, you're wanting speed. Kyle Shanahan needs separation. Yes, you can do that in your routes, but Debo Samuel lit up in the Super Bowl. Find you another one of those, and that offense is good to go. That defensive line is set. I don't think they realize... I don't think they have the mindset of we need to pay this guy this much money to stay. We have Bosa. If we need to draft someone else at this position, we can and save money. That'd be great for them. Now, where he ends up, that's a giant question mark and one I'm really unsure of at this point. Yeah, it's tough. Like It's weird to like, try to predict where a defensive tackle slash defensive end at some times really is going to fit. Uh, he's... It's going to be like a specific scheme. He's a very good player, but I don't think that like every single team is going to be reaching out to him saying we want to have you on our team because they know the price tag it is going to take. So I actually see his market being probably only like three or four teams like that realistically can pay him what he's going to be wanting to get paid. Yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting offseason for him. He's, he might be one of those guys that doesn't sign early. Like he might end up being one of those big-name guys that's still there two weeks, three weeks into free agency with kind of the decision still being unknown on where he's truly going to be or how much he's going to get paid. Or I can totally be wrong, and he's one of the first guys to go. Maybe. Uh, if I had to guess, a good fit for him, Arizona Cardinals. Put him on the opposite side of Chandler Jones. Yeah, that would be huge for them. Yeah. Uh, all right, next two are quarterbacks, Jameis Winston. Apparently, this is a Jameis Winston podcast today because we have talked about him a lot. Uh, he's not going anywhere. He's clearly not. Like he's like they would have come out already and said we're moving on. Safe to say? Absolutely. I mean, for sure. Now, especially after the eye surgery, maybe that was one of the stipulations this offseason. Like, <laughs> hey, if you're gonna stay here, man. Go get your damn eyes <laughs> surgically repaired because right now I'm sick and tired of you not seeing. I don't know if you're looking at me when you squint. I don't know if you're sleeping. Like Bruce Arians is probably annoyed in a meeting looking at him and seeing him just sitting here doing this. Yes. James, you asleep or you listening? I'm awake, coach. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yep. 
Absolutely. So we're going to just say he's going to stick around, we think. Uh, Philip Rivers, he for sure is not sticking around. As the Chargers did a post yesterday, two days ago for you guys that are listening to this, just basically saying he's gone. Like, we're moving on. We wish him well. Uh, the question is, is does he actually play or not? I don't know where he goes, dude. I just, I can't, I just, I don't know. Like, is it the Colts? Is it the Carolina Panthers? Is it the Miami Dolphins? Who's going to be drafting a quarterback and Tua? I just, I, that confusion is up in the air. Another team that I just really thought, what about Chicago Bears? Has that even been a team that's connected with them? No. Funny you said that. There's a lot of reports of people from Chicago saying we have to do whatever we can to trade for Nick Foles. And I Damn it. like laughed. so. Then I mean, yeah. Then that takes that takes Rivers out of that talk. But Nick Foles to Chicago. I mean, we've connected those dots for a while. We have, yeah, because of John D. Filippo. But I still don't think that's going to happen. But I laughed when I saw that. But to your point is, I don't think there's very many options options for Philip Rivers. I think he's almost forced to retire because there's no option. Because he's already come out and said he doesn't want to have to mentor anybody. Yeah. Which I get because, like, you're focused on winning and putting everything you have into your team and your offense and what you currently have. Why are you going to sit there and try and groom your replacement, whether it is your last year or two in the league? Like, there's just no sense in that for you. So, tough spot to be. I mean, you make a great point. Maybe he just puts himself out of the market moving to Florida. Neither of those teams are really wanting an old guy that are trying to build something new, young, and fresh. So, yeah, maybe it's just Florida retirement for him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, all right, next one, offensive lineman, Coughlin from the Titans. So the big news during the season was they did not uh, renew his fifth or sign his fifth-year option. So everybody kind of assumed he was going to be gone. He started out his career very, very well. I believe he's an all-pro his rookie year, and mm-hmm. then he had a very good second year, and then it's kind of been downhill ever since. Uh, but we know in free agency, tackles, if it's left or right tackle, they get overpaid. And somebody is going to panic in free agency and say, we don't know if we can, one, trust a rookie in these positions, or B, are they going to fall to us in the draft? So he will get paid, and he's going to have a huge market. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, holy shit, he got paid this much? Think of Nate Soldier with the Giants. He got paid a ton. Cochran is going to be the same, even though he's right tackle, not left tackle. But it's going to be the same of getting overpaid because somebody just needs that at the position. What The first team that comes to mind is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. If you're back to draft Burrow. He was the rookie they drafted last year that got hurt in training camp. Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams. Thank you. He's he's a guard, isn't he? Uh, so I mean, he got he played left tackle at Alabama, but a lot of people felt like he was just going to play guard. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know, right? I mean, I guess I guess I just don't know what he did during training camp before he got hurt. I don't either. Um, which it sucks to admit, though. I, I guess it does. Like we just don't know. Like. It's hard to know inside and out of every 32 teams. I there's, 10 pra- he, there's 10 practices before it, he got hurt. You know, like, so yeah, it wasn't even. But I think I think him going to Cincinnati is huge. You have your running back. You both set that offensive line with the rookie quarterback. That's clearly going to be your franchise guy. Move on from A.J. Green. He doesn't want to be there. He's 32 years old. He's been injured. Find some rookies in this class. You have a good score there anyways. Help build that defense. Cincinnati's rolling after that. Let's go. Yeah, I love that fit. I'm just going to stick with it. Let's just do that one. Cincinnati, you're welcome. Next one. One of the most underrated tight ends in the league, Austin Hooper. He is so good. And he was on on pace to have all of the beat, you know, Kittle, Kelsey, all of them in yards and everything until he got hurt. He was tearing it up this year. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, the Falcons are just idiotic if they let him walk. Just dumb. Can they afford him? I don't know if they can. Like That's almost where you just franchise tag him and then go another year and try to s- fix your salary cap during the season. They just, like, golly. I mean, how many, how many holes they got to fix on their defense? A lot. 
How I just much, don't know what else. Do you know how much cap money they have? Like how much cap space they have? Hardly any. They're like third worst. Dude, I don't know if they can. Like, I don't even know if you can franchise tag them. Okay, so who are teams that need tight ends that are willing to pay for them? New England Patriots? Yes. Very much. I'd be so upset. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals, do they have a tight end? Uh, They could use one. They could use one. I think that would be huge for Kyler Murray. We use this one a lot, and maybe we should stop using it, but the Bills. Uh, I think they're good with Dawson Knox. What about the Washington Redskins? Redskins, because they're getting rid of... So, yeah, uh, Davis retired, and there's reports are that they're going to release uh, Jordan Reed here shortly. So, yeah, they could desperately need one, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I'm just trying. I'm just looking through teams, man. Carolina Panthers, Panthers, because they released. Yep, yeah. That would actually be a great spot for him in division two. Green Bay would be huge. Yeah, there's a lot of options. I he's gonna have a huge market. Yeah, like so many teams are gonna go after him. That that'll be a fun one to see where he goes. Yep. Uh, and next, real quick though, Trees, I know. Some of you guys listening, you probably think, hey, like, why do you list every single team with every single player? Like, hey, we're not, like, hot topic guys. Like, we're not trying to predict this hot topic scenario that's a perfect and this is exactly what's going to happen. That's not what we're trying to do here. I don't – I haven't had anyone say anything, but it come across my mind that someone might potentially think this. So just in case, we are just trying to set up scenarios that – and connect dots that work out for multiple teams and players and organizations and fits that might help both sides to this. And I hopefully that's what you guys are understanding from this point of the segment that we've done the last two episodes. It's not to predict something correctly. It's cool if it happens. That's great for us. But it's really just to spark more of a conversation of what's the possibility of this guy actually landing on this team and how does he help out? That's really the point of this segment. 100%. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, next is another tight end, which is Hunter Henry. A lot of people don't realize that he's a free agent. I don't know why that's not talked about very often, but he is, and he's one of the best up-and-coming tight ends. And I think the reason is is because he's been hurt. I mean, he's been hurt every year. That's fair. Except pretty much this last season, and yeah. he was, was a force to be reckoned with for a little while. Yes, he was. And it's and he's going to be again for the New England Patriots. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! That's exactly what's going to happen. Because the Chargers can go, hey man, we're tired of you being hurt. We're moving to a new stadium. Thanks for all your hard work. He's going to go to New England. He's going to get that TB12 treatment. All his muscles are going to be relaxed and elongated, and he's just going to have a healthy career over there in New England. Yeah, exactly. Damn it. Fucking hate to see this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but for real, like, I mean, a lot of people that, like, a lot of people do think that he would go there, and I, I just tend to agree with them. I just think that New England says, "Hey, the, our style, we need a tight end. We may not need two, like how we used to have, but we need a one, singular." So, I think that's a great fit for him. Um, this next one is a guy I'm very excited for, Dante Fowler Jr. So. I have a team that I think he's going to go to, but I'm going to let you talk first. Fudge. I mean, this is a guy out of Florida, correct? Yes. Gets drafted early by the Jacksonville Jaguars out of Florida. Comes in one of his first plays of rookie minicamp. Tears his ACL. Going too hard. Sits out his first year. Comes in, has a mediocre year. Comes in next year. Gets traded to the Rams, correct? Uh, another year after that. Okay. Yes. Yep. So kind of makes a name for himself, gets traded to the Rams, has somewhat of a good season the last couple of years, and now he's on the market, and I really don't know where this dude's going to go. Maybe Seattle, if they get rid of Jadavion Clowney, I could see the Atlanta Falcons going after getting rid of Vic Beasley. I automatically knew that's how you were thinking, so I didn't want to say that team first and <laughs> steal a spotlight. If I think of another team that needs a pass rusher, and is looking to pay for that, the Houston Texans. 
J.J. Watt's hurt too much. You already don't have Clowney. Why not get this kid in there in Houston and get some speed off the edge and then power from J.J. Watt and uh, Merciless? Yeah. So, yes, the Falcons were my my prediction. Like he, I think he'd fit in great there. And then the other one is the Las Vegas Raiders. Almost at Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. Opposite side of uh, Max, Max Williams. Crosby. Uh, yeah, Max. Sorry, I said Williams. Max Crosby and with uh, Cleveland Farrell, like just have those three kind of going in and out. I mean, he's his whole career. He's been going in and out of like a rotation. He hasn't. He's never been the guy, right? Like Yannick Ngakwe stole that job from him after, when the year he came back from his injury. So as a rookie, Yannick was just like, "Yep, this is mine." <laughs> and um, I mean, but that. That's what makes Fowler so good because he's a freak athlete. And so you might not be able to be able to play every snap, but you come in and play two or three snaps and then sit out two or three snaps and just like back and forth. That's how he was getting 10 sacks a season with the Rams and with the Jags his last year. So, yeah, yeah. That'd so be those, crazy. those two are where I like uh, another pass rusher, Bud Dupree, another former first round pick from the Steelers. Uh, Steelers just seem to like keep these guys, even though like they like nobody thinks about that they're they're going to, and they just do. So I think that he's another one of those classic sticks with their home team. I completely agree. The next guy though, Judon, this is pass rusher out of Baltimore. First team that came to mind, Cincinnati Bengals. They see what he can do. They need pass rush. Let's go get him. Yeah. You have Hubbard from Ohio State on one side. Um, and then you put Judon on the middle, the, uh, the uh, on the other side there. Let me get past my stuttering here. Uh, I think that's a great fit for the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think he would look excellent in that uniform. It might be a weird compliment, but Judon as a Cincinnati Bengal, I think I just pronounced his name wrong as well. But I think that would be an excellent fit for that team moving forward with him. Absolutely would. Uh, this is actually where I thought uh, a Seattle Seahawks fit would Ooh. be there. Uh, you same reasons that you had for the for Fowler there. I like this is who I thought like, hey, but I mean, Judon's going to be asking for a lot of money. So like at that point, you might as well just pay Jadavion Clowney. But maybe it's a little bit less. I think Clowney is probably going to demand more money than Judon, especially with the age difference, because Judon's like a sneaky, like 28 or 29 years old. Yeah. So. All right. Um. The other one, sorry, I I missed the type the last two names. This one is Derek Henry. So Derek Henry, where do we think he's going to go? I think he stays. I think the Tennessee Titans realize, hey, our offense flowed through him. We have a strong running game. Our passing game was successful because of our running game. Let's just keep it. I don't think they sign him to a long-term contract. I think they keep it maybe two, three years max and then go see you from there. But right now the offense flows through him. It's kind of what they got going. It's what they should probably continue should what they should continue to do. So do you does that mean you think they franchise Tannehill and then sign Henry? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Franchise right. Tannehill. See if it happens again. Move on if it doesn't. Yep. I like that, and I agree. I don't see the way that they can like after the amazing year they had, literally half of a game away from the Super Bowl. Like it's hard to like walk away from what he did for that team. So exactly. I agreed there. Next one, Corey Littleton, linebacker for the Rams. I'll start us out just because I've been saying it since what, like week three of the season. I want him as a Jaguar. Like he is my guy. Like I really want him. Then you don't have to use, and I, I love Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons, Clemson linebacker, but then you don't have to use a number nine overall pick on a linebacker. Take Corey Littleton, have it be him and uh, Miles Jack, and then you can use number nine for an offensive tackle or a wide receiver. Damn. I like that, though. I think that would be great. Littleton, he's a guy that really just kind of is maybe the unspoken hero for that defense at times with his speed and you know ability to get to the ball. I think that's good. I also wouldn't be surprised if he stays. I, you know, I don't know how much money the Rams have. They might have a lot after moving on from Gurley, but if they can find a way to keep him, I think that helps their defense because they're losing a lot. They are. Absolutely. So um, 
he will be a hot commodity, though, I think, in free agency, yep. even at the linebacker position. Uh, okay, two guys left in our top 25. Uh, is this our only wide receiver on our list? Robbie Anderson. I think I it is. Which makes sense. A lot of wide receivers don't hit free agency. So, uh, Robbie Anderson, where do we think he is going to go? Thinking off the top of my head, a team that needs desperately speed at receiver that they can trust. Sounds like the Jets. Like, just freaking stay there, man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Another option is the Raiders. I could see them going for it. And another one, Green Bay Packers. Or the Denver Broncos. Or the Denver Broncos. Because I don't know who they have outside of Cortland Sutton. Yeah, and Noah fan. I mean, yeah. there's just those all these reports about like how like Denver is dead set on Henry Ruggs. Then never mind on Robbie Anderson going there. Like if that's their plan, but also you got to hope that he's there at pick whatever fifteen, whatever wherever they're at. They're in the mid fifteens, like mid teens, mid fifteens. That doesn't make fucking sense. Um, so, uh, but I like the Green Bay Packers because they need, they just need speed, right? Like they have guys like Devonte Adams that are just re- pure route runners, but they need the speed receiver and he would just dominate with Aaron Rodgers there. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, another team, the Miami Dolphins, just real quick, just one last team, yes. the Miami Dolphins, the AFC East loves to just cycle their, their freaking players, coaches or whatever. I, I could see that. Being on the other side of Devontae Parker in Miami, I could see him having fun there. 100%. I actually really I really like that. Um, and then last one, Justin Simmons, safety for the Broncos. Uh, we talked about him. I can't remember. It was late in the season, week mm-hmm. 14, 15, and we were just like, he's low-key been just a stud this year. I think it was might have been after one of the Chiefs-Broncos games. Yeah, one of the best safeties in the league that like yeah. not really anyone talked about until afterwards. And like, holy shit. This kid's making some plays. Real quick for me, I think he just stays in Denver. I think if you're Denver, you might be losing Chris Harris Jr. Find a way to keep this kid, keep that back into your defense solid. Building from there, you got experience and talent and speed. You sure as hell need that against the Chiefs and the Chargers, and the Raiders are finding it as well. You need all the help you can get there on that defense. Yeah, I also think he stays, but I'll just throw one out there. Baltimore Ravens. Damn, that would be freaking terrifying. That would. Him and Earl Thomas with Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. Woo! And yep. Marlon Humphrey. I can't even forget him. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Right. So Damn. I, I don't think that they they would spend the money because they I think they understand how good they already are. But like it maybe that's more of a wish list just to see that awesome <laughs> defensive backfield. So but I agree. I think I think Denver's the place for him. It just mm-hmm. seems like a too good of a fit for what they're doing. So all right, everybody. That's what we got for today. Next episode, we'll go through a few more free agents. And then the following week is when we will start our breakdown of every team and certain players that we really, really want to see fit on those teams. So, again, we thank you all very much. Uh, You guys have no idea how much we appreciate each and every one of you for listening. So thank you again. And tonight we've been talking to you.